Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi there, welcome to episode 15 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today, and I am so excited about today's show because it is very important. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you today by Greensboro's Birdhouse Nutrition Therapy. It's Greensboro's premier resource for nutrition therapy for individuals and families. Today's episode is very important because we are talking about when a person's weight increases because of medication, what, if any, ways can a person um, go about changing that? And uh, it's, it's even more important for me because I get a lot of calls from people who are wanting to lose weight for whatever reason. And I kind of have a standard response where I tell them, you know, I, I'm a practitioner that works from a weight neutral approach. And what that basically means is that I help people uh, work towards a healthier way of experiencing food, whether it's behaviors or food choices. And um, I do that without using the scale as a measure of progress. But when I talk to people about that, 
Or if I just encounter other people in my life who are curious about what I do, they often say, well, what about when someone is 500, 600 pounds? Or what if someone um, has gained weight really rapidly and it's um, made them have a certain disease? And um, there are times where timing is of the essence or... um, they're just not in a frame of mind where they're going to sit and let me listen or list all the ways. But something that I do know is that there is no effective and safe way to um, pursue weight loss that works in the long term. You know, there is nothing. So I have a letter today from someone who is um, who has managed to cultivate this relationship with food and her body even though there's been really a, a lot of noise that's led her other, led her other ways, um, she has managed to stay attuned and um, respectful to her body's mechanisms. But now her body is changing due to some medications, and she's wondering, you know, how can she get back to that old body size? So I have a lot to say, and so does food, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Dear food, it's not you, it's me. Well, actually, I don't think it's even really me. Trouble in our relationship has been brewing since my early childhood. When I grew up with a severely anorexic older sister and a mother who has exhibited disordered eating habits for over 35 years. As a young teen, when my sister was going through intensive treatment and my mom continued to eat nothing but salads every day, I was constantly presented with the idea that succumbing to natural eating tendencies was weak. Luckily, I was able to separate myself from my mother's usually unhealthy advice and avoid the fate of my sister. But weight has always been a loaded subject for me. Having never been out of my weight range, I've never been truly at a loss for how to eat. But since I started two medications notorious for causing weight gain, I have been frustrated that I really do not have any, any idea how to lose weight safely and effectively. The only weight loss stories I have experienced closely are my mother's lifelong suppression of hunger and my sister's ultra-rapid weight loss through anorexia. Food, why did my mom give you such a bad rap? How can I separate her voice inside my head from the way I really should eat to keep myself healthy as I experience this metabolic change? Thank you. Signed, Confused About the Shoulds. Hi there, Confused About the Shoulds. Thank you so much for your letter, and it's very brave words. I got to tell you, you are one tough cookie, and I think you are someone that even though you've had so many messages to disconnect you from your body, you have man- managed to stay attuned and to trust your instincts, even when you may be getting messages that are telling you that you shouldn't. So that's an amazing strength that you have. And um, I want you to continue to um, to notice that and, you know, make sure you continue to provide a warm, welcoming space for that in your life. And the way you describe your family of origin and their eating diseases, it is quite astounding that you've been able to stay attuned. 
because you were taught that trusting your body was just wrong and weak. And it's something that should never be trusted. And also, you know, you mentioned that weight is something that's like a loaded subject to you. And I get the sense that, you know, just appreciating what happens when someone's in the throes of anorexia or someone who may or may not be experiencing anorexia, but certainly a lifetime of dieting. Uh, You're basically were taught through actions and words that fatness is something to fear, that we should do everything we can, including harming ourselves in order to prevent that because that's the worst thing. And that was probably one of the saddest things about your letter to me is that you received this foundation that um, if you ever do get out of, quote unquote, your weight range, that you better hurry up and figure out a way to do something about it. And I found it really interesting, you know, reading your letter through my kind of clinical lens of weight neutrality, which means that from where I practice and from my clinical experience, I don't think a person's body weight can tell me how healthy they are. The only thing we can tell by looking at a person is how much weight prejudice we have within ourselves. (laughs) So, you know, you mentioned in your letter that you've never been out of your weight range, so you've never really been at a loss for what to eat. And I think that's the part that struck me where um, the work needs to be done for you um, confused, because I think there's a stereotype in our world right now that only fat people need to worry about what they eat, or only fat people eat wrongly. I'm not sure if that's the correct grammar, but whatever, <laughs> you get what I mean. Um, and it's a really sad thing, because again, you know, we can't tell how a person is eating, um, what kind of self-care they're um, taking in, what kind of movement they're, or they're doing or exercise. And I do think we live in a world that assumes by looking at people that they must be overeating or they must be emotionally eating or they must not exercise enough if their weight is too large. So, you know, it, that, that statement that you made really, I feel like, is the crux of why this is so tough for you is I have a feeling deep down underneath all those layers that um, your family of origin have kind of draped over you there's this part that's so attuned and connected to your body that doesn't agree with that, that um, believes that your body has the wisdom no matter what your earth suit is looking like. So, um, you know, I I really want you to to let that marinate for you Um, because if your body is getting larger, which I wasn't 100% clear if your weight was climbing with the medication change or if there was a fear that that would that would change but i'm going to go ahead and assume that your weight has already changed and your weight is out of the range that you've been told or decided it needs to be at Um, let's just say you've gained 100 pounds from this medication and it could even be 200 pounds or 500 pounds it really is a moot point for me as a clinician as a dietitian I don't care how much a person has gained from a medication or from a experience in their life. There really is, there's no diet out there that's going to effectively and safely 
help you lose weight. There isn't one. Um, There's not one thing a person can do that we know of in a sound mind without being harmful. And by harm, I mean um, every diet that we have basically is more of a means to weight cycle rather than weight loss. A lot of diet companies and healthcare providers that do suggest weight loss would say that there's this XYZ study out there that shows that there's one pound of weight loss a week from eating this way. But when you look at the studies, they're either 12 weeks, six months, or one month, or excuse me, one year out. And what about two years after a diet or five years after a diet? The research studies that look further out show a success rate of three to 5%. And basically for 95% or more of the population, what happens is that weight is regained. And for at least a third of those people, more weight is regained. So I think it's really um, medically, it's not sound science to promote any kind of diet product or diet plan, because um, there is no other product or medical regimen that has that kind of failure rate that we can actually say uh, that we keep in the marketplace, you know, or stays in business. Somehow the diet industry has been lucky in that it has manipulated their outcomes to blame the weight regain on the user and not the product. So, um, you know, I'm calling them out on that. So, you know, really, there's no product out there, or there's no diet out there um, that is going to be able to effectively help you lose weight. There's some really interesting studies on this, too. And I have a feeling going through some summaries on some of this research could be helpful for you, letter writer, because I don't know how your brain is wired, but I have a feeling your brain, because of the the family dynamics you grew up along with, you know, that you were taught to not trust your body and that fat was a bad thing. So you have probably this chatter in your head that supports that. And there's lots of research out there that can combat that type of self-talk. And one in particular that I think is really powerful is a twin study where they looked at 2,000 sets of twins that were between the ages of 18 and 25. And twin studies are really awesome because, you know, if someone is an identical twin, they have the exact same genetics, right? And what they found for within this study, which I'll put a link to it in my show notes, is that for every intentional weight loss episode from the dieting twin, they were two to three times more likely to be in a larger body than the non-dieting twin. And weight went up in a dose-dependent manner. So with each dieting episode, a twin got fatter. So whenever someone tells me that they're going to start a diet, sometimes I say this out loud, but sometimes I probably most of the time I say it in my head. I'm like, oh, are you trying to gain weight? And if I do say it out loud, they're like, who are you? Are you a crazy person? And I'm like, oh, you know, because uh, dieting is the greatest predictor of weight gain. Right, you know, so keep that in mind. If you are really looking for that, it doesn't exist. And if you are gaining an amount of weight that just feels quote unquote unacceptable, well, I I appreciate that that would lead to a sense of loss or grief. And I say that not because I think 
body size should be a certain way in order to be um, happy in your own skin. Rather, if you're used to having a body weight that's consistently within a certain body size, and you've also been told that that's made you acceptable, um, learning a different truth will like have a sense of melancholy because it's a change. It's I would assume there would be a lot of grief with that and probably a lot of anger too. And I, if that is the case, then I think it's important to not be afraid of that and or ashamed of it. I think that a lot of therapists, especially therapists who are fat positive therapists, would say that it's a necessary part of um, respecting your body is being in a place where um, you can be stay attuned to it and want to trust it or want to respect it and um, allowing that conversation to be there. But um, I know you wrote to me hoping to hear some strategies to promote weight loss in a safe way, but anybody who calls me wanting to lose weight um, I, I don't, I give them this exact same answer. And I, I honestly believe this for any reason, whether a person is fat because of genetics or because of eating a certain way. Um, I don't have a diet or a regimen that is scientifically sound, that is safe, that will actually be effective long term. They don't exist. And if you have a hard time believing that, whether it's you, letter writer, anyone listening, I would say, show me the data. Show me the data that actually provides um, long-term safe weight loss that does not get regained. Um, I'm happy to have a conversation because if there is one, well, you know what? Like, I'll entertain it. Um, I do still come from a place where I feel like all bodies deserve the equal amount of respect. Yet I'm like, hey, if you have one, let's talk about it. Um, with that being said, I'm assuming letter writer, um, to kind of change the sub subject a little bit, is that the medications that you're using are something that are very important and providing a better quality of life. Um, and if you are taking these medications for those reasons and your body is larger and you're staying attuned to your body, your health will not be affected by the larger body. Um, the only way your health will be affected by the larger body is um, if you experience oppression because of that larger body size. So um, experiencing the weight discrimination, the stigma that people have with getting jobs or um, feeling included in some experiences in life, that certainly can affect a person's health. Um, but outside of that, you know, your eating behaviors or movement behaviors, if they're all staying constant and the medication's helping you, in actuality, your health's only going to improve even though you're at this, this, higher bot, this higher body weight. So um, that's going to provide this kind of dissonance in your brain. And um, I can appreciate that it can be anxiety producing and feeling comfortable. But I just want to let you know that's what the science is saying right now. So um, if you would like some more information to continue to help you do this type of work, there's a wonderful book out there I love tremendously. And I'm going to add it to um, our food peace syllabus. 
And if you're new to the the podcast, on the Love Food Podcast, we have something called the Food Peace Syllabus. And it's a collection of um, books and um, other sources of information where um, we can further support the body respect and um, attunement with eating and movement in a way that's health promoting without being shameful or harmful. And it's all in a concise kind of syllabus. And I want to add a book called Body Respect, which is probably why I include that in the description. But Body Respect has a subtitle too that's great. And I think that's why even more I'm picking it for you today, letter writer. Um, Body Respect, it's also underneath, it's called um, What What Conventional Health Books Get Wrong, Leave Out, and Just Plain Fail to Understand About Weight. And it's by Linda Bacon and Lucy Affamore. And um, I have a feeling that you will benefit from this book because all of the information that you've had given to you growing up when you were laying the foundation um, of your relationship to food and your body and to cultural expectations with body size has been um, intensely saturated by a fear of fatness and also that um, we must hurt our body in order to be acceptable. So body respect has a tremendous amount of the research behind um, why this is not a true type of way to experience food and your body. And I think it would really help just continue to help you stay attuned to your body. And initially, when I started answering your letter, I that's the first thing I, I experienced is that I feel like wow, you are someone that has maintained this attunement through all of these torturous types of experiences with food in your body, um, such a violent type of experiences with food in your body, yet you've always kind of stayed connected. And that is an amazing strength. As your body changes, as all of our bodies change. But if you're going through something um, that is being expedited by a medication or two that's helping you, um, wow, I just don't want it to disconnect from that. And it doesn't have to. I think whenever you're trying to decide how to eat or how to move or how to experience your body, um, remember you're the same soul in there and your earth suit may be changing a little bit. And what would you have done at any other time in your life, I think is certainly still a very... Um, important, wise way to decide what to eat now as well. Just because your body's at a, at a fatter size, it doesn't mean that your ways of relating to food now are defunct and no longer useful. I think more than anything, that's the stuff that I want you to like really, really rely on. So food has written you back, letter writer, and please keep in touch. Let us know how things are going and take care. Dear Confused About the Shoulds, after all the shouting, hating, and violence, we've managed to stay connected. We feel that privilege, and thank you for fighting for us. As you find medications that help improve your mind and body, we hope you don't cut ties because of the weight change. This won't improve your health, rather set the stage for weight cycling, body hate, disordered eating, and disconnection. Your body has always known how to feed your soul, and it always will. Don't let anyone 
or any scale make you believe something otherwise. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.